Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. I once thought the man is from Jamaica. Jamaica is on the other side of the Niger. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We lay our lives down before you. Sometimes it seems so difficult. Sometimes we don't measure up all to his demands and his requirements, but he can help you. Oh Lord, I lay my life before you. I lay my life before you. We lay our lives before you, Lord. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Speak to us this afternoon, Lord. Touch the right places in our lives. At the end of today, may we live here rejoicing. Thank you for hearing us. Heal the sick. Deliver those that need deliverance. 
challenge all of us, fire us up, use us for your glory. Jesus' mighty name we pray. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. Please turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew 11, verse 28. If you are there, okay, it's on the screen. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen? It's a well-known verse to you. So, the title for our short message will be, Come and Rest. Come and Rest. Just got a few points to make quickly, and then we'll begin to pray. First thing is that without rest, a person will die of exhaustion. And many of us, we've been fighting battles, battles, battles. We are tired. It's like, when will I have a breathing space? Without rest, a person will eventually expire from exhaustion. And the reason is very simple. As human beings, our resources are finite. No matter how much you try, at the end of the day, it comes to a point in which you say, I've had enough. Um, we've heard of people who have been to gym before, uh, gymnasium, and there they are, working out, working out. It gets to a point in which the body says it's enough. If you've been on a treadmill before, um, they usually measure your heart rate, a good one. It will tell you that it must have been born. I don't know why they do that. It must have been born out of experience. There were probably people who have collapsed on their hands before. So they warn you, watch your heart rate. If it goes beyond, depending on your age, um, well, anyone should not go beyond 160 beats per minute, that you are approaching a dangerous level. Um, and the point is that no one should get used to endless wars. You'll be fighting and fighting. It's good to fight war. I, the first person that will tell you victory is sweet. If you see, that's what drives people that are boxers. Um, even after they stay, they've made enough money. But there's something about victory. There's something about knocking down your opponent. There's something about lifting those hands up and say, yes, I defeated him. Very soon you will lift your two hands off. Yeah. There's something that money can't buy it. Uh, that's why you say, what is driving some people? What is driving, you know, men like our dear general overseer? You know, God is using him. He kept pushing apart from heaven. It's good to see that you stand by the special grace of God and uh, you are around where miracles are taking place. And very soon for you too, you will have many victory stories to tell. So, we need rest. We need rest. Number two, we all have different capabilities and capacities. Amen? And this depends on, that's why, please don't tell anyone. I used to say it, but I think it's not. Uh, I was in this situation before. I survived it. Well, you had more strength than me. Ah. Um, so, we, we stand by them. You can gently, eventually, some people need to buck up. I agree. 
But more often than not, our number one duty is not to come. And uh, my third point will drive that home a little bit more. Amen. Uh, I don't know whether you know that if I were to run one marathon now, it's not likely that you'll see me next Sunday. <laughs> it's not that I will die, but uh, I don't think this body is conditioned to marathon anymore. But there was a man who ran, does anybody know the world record holder for marathon running? He ran 500 marathons in 500 days. Yes, a marathon every day. If that man should come and say, what is wrong with me? I would say, will you two come and pray the way I pray? <laughs> if you survive five minutes, <laughs> I may, if he's spiritual. But, uh, so we all have our different strength and capacity. Do you agree with me? And so wherever you are, just, just trust the Lord. That, and he has promised that he will never give you more than you can handle. And that's also another encouragement. So it's not a matter of comparing notes. It's a matter of you believing that where you are, strength will be sufficient for you in Jesus' name. Number three, where we are will determine our capability to fight. What I mean is that the battle that you fought a few years back, when you are very strong, spiritually speaking, and there are not so many batterings that you've experienced, now it might be difficult to fight. You are in a different place. That's why we always tell people, he said, you know, they, they, we talk about, um, you know, where, where are you now in the situation of things? And talking of where we are physically, and uh, you may not know how weak you are where you are, um, I experienced that two, three years ago. Uh, I went to some part of the world, especially in the Middle East, and then I ended up climbing a mountain there. Not climbing, we drove up a mountain. I think it's about 6,000 meters, uh, very high. And um, it's a nice resort, you know, uh, courtesy, a blessed, a wonderful brother. And so we got there after doing all the eating and everything. And also in that place, you can cycle. So they brought out bicycle, and, um, and I, I, I've cycled very funny distances before, but that's not the story for today. So I just love to cycle. So I still got a bicycle here. The tire is flat, so, but thank God. So I, uh, they brought out the bicycles, and, uh, and I discovered I couldn't ride. I mean, I rode, but barely from here to where Sister Arribet, I started panting. Ah! I was wondering, is it the food? Is it this? Is it that? For some strange reason, when we then got back to the hotel, there's this nice guy that was there. He said, how did you go? I said, well, we're tired. He said, well, you need to be very careful because at this level, the oxygen level is lower. I forgot all my physiology. That actually, it was a more rarefied level we were. And so at that level, the one that I could have easily you know, um, taking my bike and ride between possibly West Hill and Kingswells, a distance of possibly uh, four miles or so. I couldn't ride four meters because where I was, I was not accustomed to that place. You may be in a place where fighting is difficult for you, but God is still able to help you and get you out of that place in Jesus' name. Number, if you're taking notes, number four, in extreme situations, one needs to be held to a place of rest. That's why he says, I will give you rest. Amen? You've seen people, at least before, they finish running, 
500 meters, 10,000 meters, and at the end of that race, if you leave them to sit down, they probably will collapse. So it doesn't happen anymore. People are better trained now, but in the gone old days, someone will need to rush and help you and sit you down properly. That's exactly what the Lord says he will do for you. That even though you are tired from all the battles that you are fighting, for some people it is like non-stop. The Lord says, I will give you rest. And it's not a matter of you will go and rest. I will give you rest. I will help you to the place where you can rest. And all the constant barrage and all the you know, black and blue that you are looking like now, um, those things the Lord will make them to pass in Jesus' name. We need rest from everything, but I mentioned a few. Some of us, we need rest from guilt. Some people, you can't move forward because the guilt just kept coming back. It's like this thing, you know, every step you want to take, the enemy will bring it back. You know what to do. Enemy will bring it back. You know what to say. Enemy will bring it back. You know where you've been. Even things that have taken place 20 years ago. And you've given your life to Christ and he has told you, he has forgiven you. You need to have rest. Guilt is very, very oppressive. People that are under severe guilt, that's why people, they even do the unthinkable and they terminate their own lives. It's guilt. They can't face it anymore. But today, grace is available to give you rest from every guilt in Jesus' name. I've seen a lot of things. I shared an example last week of a man that unwittingly, you know, had to, you know, beat the child until the child could, you know, breathe no more. You can imagine the gift of such a man. It takes Jesus to set such a person free. Also, we need rest from sickness. Please put Luke chapter 3, verses 11 to 12 on the screen. Rest from sickness. Luke 3, verse 11. It says, He answered and said to them, uh, um, I think I got my verse wrong. All right, where I need... He said, where the Lord spoke unto that woman and said that, woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. She was oppressed for many years. You can take that off the screen. I think I got that wrong. And uh, God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, visited her and delivered her from her sickness. Death is another thing that we need to rest from. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. You know, let's read that one. I, I saw one or two things there that's very funny. Some of us, unless God breaks this yoke of debt, no matter the amount we earn, debt will soon be surfacing. It could be a spirit. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. Isn't that bad? A man, Papa, he was, uh, you know that son? It was like Papa was, uh, and when he died, all he left, it was alone. You didn't know that? Oh, did he say, okay, all right, I won't sing it for you. He said, Papa was a rolling stone. The prophet was like that. Other people were leaving inheritance for their children. He left a debt for them. You won't leave debt for your children, <laughs> including your mortgage. It's very easy. It's very easy. Uh, one just discovered that. That's why you won't die young. 
If your mortgage is 25 year one, you will pay. <laughs> at least you will. Hallelujah. For the sake of your children, at least. Hallelujah. So this man was in a very difficult situation and happened to be a son of a prophet. He was like, um, what do we call them? Maybe a minister in the choir because they are very prophetic. And anyway, in verse 2, so Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. The next verse, see what happened again. Trouble, trouble. Then he said, do what? Ah, will this woman ever be free from death? But thank God, that was the last borrowing she did. Thank God, it was an investment borrowing. So many of us, God needs to deliver us. You know, we want to do business, borrowing. We want to eat, borrowing. It's a burden. May the Lord deliver you and I. And I was sharing with you before until I heard that Gio not too long ago. He said something very profound. And I think I shared. I thought I was wrong when I shared it. One should get to a stage sometimes in life to say, rather than beg or borrow, I will die. You know, it's from that part of the world that I used to say they have extreme respect for themselves. Extreme self-respect. And I think it's a good thing. That God in his infinite mercy will get you at night to that point to say, whatever it is, Lord, if you don't sort me out, I will not beg. And um, neither will I go, letting my faith depend upon another human being. But God is in the house today. And he's more than able to deliver every one of us from every debt that we are inside in the name of Jesus. You can be debt free. You can be debt free. You can be debt free. You can be... You just need to make up your mind. And you can start by deciding and I say, if it is not there, I'm not having it. I don't care. Must get to that point. There, are, there was a time that nations were telling us that, you know, the more you borrow, the more credit worthy you are. You know, even some credit cards, they used to say that. And to the glory of God, I didn't do my, but my credit record was so bad at the time that even Sherlock's will not loan me money. All those ones that have interest of 2,000%. Yes, 2,000% APR. If you borrow 10 pounds in six months, you will pay, calculate that for us here before we finish. <laughs> Incredible. Human beings can be wicked. And they know how to collect their money. They give money to people they know they can't pay, but they still get their money. But yes, by the grace of God, uh, one of the apps that I have, I think it was my online banking, they said I should do my credit score. I won't tell you, but it wasn't bad. It was very good. And I've not been, so it's very possible for you, brethren, to come out of debt and transition from poverty, at least, into being comfortable. That you don't need to look and start looking for help from human beings anymore. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 tells me uh, we need to pray. I need to move quickly. I still got some distance to go. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. What shall we call that thing? Jesus was rich, he became poor, so that when he's poor, you will become rich. What do we call that? Substitution. 
or exchange. What are the other things that he substituted or exchanged with us? Number one, sickness. What's the other one? Sin. What's the other one? Eh? Death. So that we shall not die eternally. Yes, anyone else? Sorrow. You became a man of sorrow so that you can know joy. So if you pack all this substitutionary work of Jesus Christ, you are free to just wake up every day and say, Lord, why should I be poor? You have been poor so that I can be rich. Why should I be sick? You have been ill so that I can be well. And it's not wrong theology at all. It is absolutely biblical for us to talk of vicarious sacrifice, we call it. That is someone takes your place. Hallelujah. One more time. You will not die in poverty. And believe you me, poverty is not good. It's not, there's nothing romantic about it. If you've been poor before, the problem with most people, you know, whether you, you know, especially most of us in the West, our greatest problem, we never know poverty. That's why you go to church, people, they romanticize with poverty. You say, you know, you should not, you know. I went for a meeting, the man of God was telling us the level of clothing we should wear, you know. And because he has never worn rags before, you know, his trousers have never been torn on the knee before, not like the one they are doing for fashion now. Is anybody wearing that type of uh, trousers in the house? And they do it because they've never worn rags before. They're romanticizing with those that have worn rags before. When you see that thing, something in you will pinch you and say, ah! <laughs> oh, wear, wear rags. They don't know what they are doing. I mean, are those things are expensive. Are they cheap? No. Oh, this world. <laughs> Jesus, come back, please. And you go on vacation, you see all sorts, all sorts. They will wear a top like that. They will tear it at the shoulder. They are wearing another one, boots now. They will scrub the front of it and make it as if they've walked. Eh? What do you call it? May every poverty be far from you. And I'm serious about it. Don't, don't joke with poverty, oh, sincerely. Because you don't know where you will stop. Some people, they say, let me just, this is just enough. Who tells you the devil will say it's enough there? If God is lifting you to be living in abundance, why can't I be feeding 300 people in this city? Why can't I go back to my village of Bath and be feeding a lot of people? I can't eat more than, t- I eat two square meals a day. I don't, is that, is, is two meals, is it square? That's the day I eat. <laughs> If I try to eat more, I feel ill. I'm not, I'm sincere. I feel like feverish. The body is so accustomed that, you know, because it takes a lot of energy to even digest food. And so it can impact even upon your ability to, to fight the viruses that are locking somewhere in all our bodies or in our respiratory tract, in our breathing system. Or give me money and you will know that I will spend it well. Some people, they are in trouble. I feel I should be able to just give and build them. I can't. Why can't I? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? Why can't you? You will have rest from poverty. And there's too much relative poverty in this room. I was joking this morning that that brother, he might be a millionaire sitting amongst us. Is there any millionaire in this room? No, in a proper world. Not in faith. Don't. 
No, give me potential. I want real. I've got some projects I want to do. I need money. All of this. In Jesus' name, I'll be molested. Real proper one. All right, if you have a potential, let me see your hand up there. And so shall you be in the name of Jesus. Your confession shall be your possession. The name that's above all names. Lord, deliver us. Lord, deliver us. Lord, deliver us. Also, we need rest from death. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And it talks about, In as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that is Jesus, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Verse 15, please. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Some people, they sleep, they see death. They wake up, fear, fear, fear. It's one of the words the Lord has for us today. If you are believing under the fear of death, that body shall be lifted today. Amen. You know, some people, everything. And some, you know, if you have some of the knowledge, thank God I never suffer from that. I discover anything on my body and that, you know, little swelling here, little pain there. Some people, they've thought of the worst thing. It's usually fear of death. <laughs> we lead to this, we lead to that. But we need deliverance from that as well. The Lord is able to deliver us in Jesus' name. All right, very quickly, also rest from fruitlessness. And fruitlessness is everywhere. You know, you are doing ministry, you are not getting fruit. It's sad. You know, you are praying, you are not seeing result of your prayer. It's not good. You know, you are working, you've not been promoted for many years. It's not the right thing or being appreciated at all. And talk of walking, you know, and I know every one of us will not be entrepreneurs, know that we all have businesses of our own, but let's try and have something that we will enjoy the rest of our lives. Don't, don't be stuck in just any, especially all those salaries, it will they just give you, how much increment now? What is the, eh? You must be working in a very good place. Very fair, where we get three? What, what, is the, um, what is the rate of inflation now? It's about, you know, the title, the rate of inflation. You know, so whatever it is, they just give you a tiny bit of amount. And then, after 50 years, they give you a gold wristwatch, gold-plated wristwatch. Live beyond. And there are some of our people, parents, and people that you know that live for that. What I'm simply saying is that, please, let your labor bear fruit. Don't just keep working and just, you know, you've been, you've been treading the meal and they are patting you on the back. The day everything goes, but they will chase the person. They will. Don't let anybody tell you that you are indispensable. When you are there, enjoy it, but have plan for yourself. The CEO will be the last man to go. And he will be removing everybody in stages like that. And there's no business that most businesses, they have downturns. That's why it is wise. Whatever you are doing, please make sure you have something that is tangible. And that's what I call fruitless, fruitfulness. Amen. All right. I've got a few more, but I leave that. Right. Rest in this instance has three components, and I talk about that and we pray. Number one, rest, that is where we read in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. There are three inherent components to that rest that the Lord promised us. Remember, our topic is come and rest. Number one, release. Now, this is a legal statement, and... Before you do anything at all, there must be a statement to ask the person to be released. 
If you try to relieve a person without official release, you will face challenges. If you ask a person that is in prison to come out and go and rest in his house without a permit to leave that prison, you are a jailbreaker. So, so it is in spiritual. People are saying, hey, Lord, the first thing that a decree must go on, must go out and said, from now on, release him, release her. Mark chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. Mark 11, verses 2 and 3, please. And he said to them, Jesus, go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a cold tide on which no one has sat, lose it, and what? Lose it and, all right? But, listen to the next one. That release must go, a decree must go before you untie. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? What should you tell them? That is the certificate of release. Today, the Lord will distribute certificates of release for everyone who is informed by bondage or another. Because a decree must first go forth before a loosening must take place. <clears throat> it must be decreed. It must be pronounced before the person is let free. And John chapter 8 verse 36, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Even Lazarus did not come out until Jesus gave a command for release. Let him go. And they let him loose. One more time I say today, many shall be released from every bondage in the name of Jesus. In that rest, there's also relieve. To relieve, that is essentially to untie. To relieve. Uh, if it is a person that is running that needs rest, what you need to do with that person is that, you know, the person needs to stop exercising. Uh, if it's a person that is burdened, the first thing you need to do is that you need to now remove, you need to give a decree that this person can be unburdened. And then you can take away the burden away from him or her. And if it's a sickness, the sickness we need to stop when we're talking of relief. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Hallelujah. And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So we must insist that our release should be, our relief should be procured today in Jesus' name. And you will step into it. You will bear no burden anymore. Rest is here. Finally, refresh. Refresh. So you give the order that the person be loosed you then do the physical or the spiritual untying of the person and then refreshing, which is something comforting is given in the place of the old burden. Something comforting. That's why sometimes when a person is, a person may be healed, the, the, the issue may not be there, but for some reason, the telltale of it might still be there. You can have a wound, the wound is healed, but there might still be numbness there. There's no comfort in that. Or some might even have you know, one form of pain or another despite the healing. So it is in our lives. We must make sure that every form of bondage, not only will, shall we be relieved of them, we shall know refreshing. Something soothing, something nice, something glorious will also take place in your life. Finally, why do we get all this? We get all this so that we may make Jesus known. Amen.
We get all this so that people of the world may know there's still a God who delivers. If you don't have any good reason to receive miracle of the Lord, please have this reason so that the world may know. So that the world may know that God is still mighty in doing wonders and signs. I've had a few testimonies in my time. And believe you me, God is still doing awesome things. Hallelujah. He's still doing awesome things. Awesome, awesome things. I mean, I listened to a testimony, all sorts of testimony. A woman without a womb at all, conceived, gave birth. Evidence, they were there in the United States of America under the ministry, one of the administration of Redeemed Christian Church of God. You know, awesome testimonies. There was a man that, you know, had all kinds of sicknesses in him. You know, was about to die. The wife, the man, the wife went for the meeting. You know, God touched her in the meeting. She went back home, lay hand on the woman, on the man rather, on the husband. Rather than the husband gets where the man fell down. It was a very funny story. Went for the meeting in London, and I had the testimony recently that the geo was ministering there, and so he just said, "Lift your hand," I think, touch the altar, something like that. So the husband asked, "What did you bring?" Ah, the woman said, "The woman said, well, I brought this for you.'" So the hand that has been blessed, laid it on the man. The man has multiple conditions, you know. And laid the hand on the, on, the, on the man. The man fell down. Well, you think the man fell under the anointing? No, he did not. The man, breathing was going slower and slower. His color was changing. And the woman was saying, ah, what have I done? Called the ambulance. In the midst of that, started praying, started singing praise. I said, Lord, well... In your name, I laid the hand. See what's happened now. And um, the ambulance, you know, such ambulances, they take like one hour, usually. And usually the response time is about three to six minutes. By the time the ambulance came, they looked at the man on the floor, put all the, you know, leads and all the wiring or whatever in, check the blood pressure, check everything. And they then turned onto the woman in anger that this is essentially wasting the time of the NHS. Because by the time the ma- the, they were at the door, the, the ambulance crew, or the, the paramedics were at the door, the man sat up. And so when they came in, they laid him down again, the usual, don't rush, put out the leads, heart perfect, everything perfect. And uh, by the time they got to the man jumped up, all the diseases in him were healed. Yeah. One of these days... I want us to dig deep into our... T- I, want, want, I want, if I, the Lord is leading me, we're going to have a day of testimony. There are some testimonies in the house already that are big. There are bigger ones that are coming. There are testimonies that we have come across personally throughout our lives. And testimony has power. If you're in a place where a lot of testimonies share, immediately your faith will rise up and you can connect, and you can receive nothing without faith. And God is still doing signs and wonders. Amen. You are next. And I mean it, you are next. I'm believing God for huge testimonies in which the world will know that our God reigns supreme in the affairs of men. So please remember, when he gives you rest, it's for one purpose, so that the world will know there is a mighty God in the church. And his name is Jesus, the risen and holy one of God. Rise on your feet with me, and let's take these three prayer points. And when you pray... Uh, if the Lord says anything to us in the midst of that, we will share them with you or pray with you. What is our title? I'll be fine. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. I'll be fine. I'm watching it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Hallelujah. What is it? Who is it addressed to? Are you sure? It's not your neighbor. 
Is not somebody at home? If you are listening remotely, is it addressed to you? I can hear your yes. Maybe not. Amen. But let God hear your yes. You will find rest. Oh, you are not excited. I said you will find rest. Do you know when a person is resting, he builds more and achieves more? Give you an example of a man that did not have rest and his son that had rest. See the difference. Who? David. He was a man of war. He never had rest. Solomon, the Bible said, and God gave him rest all around. He built a palace. He built a temple. In his time, silver was like stone. Rest is good, though. Sorry, I say it very colloquially. You will know rest. I'm serious about it. Enough of constant fighting. Some of you are tired, tired, tired. Can somebody just give me a breathing space? That breathing space is here today. Believe it with me. And I'm trusting God that beginning from next week, people will be coming and say, I, just, I started sleeping better. Some of you, it's one torment after another in your sleep. It has come to an end. In the past month, how many of you have had so many dreams, good or bad? Okay, thank you. How many of you have dreamt a little bit more or had dreams that are, more, that are very significant um, in a greater proportion than you have ever had before? Yeah, I had of quite a few. Yeah, yeah, don't be shy. What I'm simply saying is that God is moving mightily around this season in our midst, amen? And what he wants to do is to set you completely free. So the first prayer point of the three that we will pray is called no more. Everybody say no more, please. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Exodus 14, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. You shall see again no more. And that is like a double word. You should not say you shall not see them again. But you say you shall see them again no more, as it were. And the word came to pass. They did not see the Egyptians again. So you will pray that in the name that's above all names, every area where you have been burdened, you will see those burdens no more. And all the areas that we have listed and possibly more, you will see them no more in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now the Lord will give you rest from today. Lift up your voices and begin to call on the name of the Lord. It's good when we come together to pray congregationally like this. God is in the midst of his people and he's hearing us. You will see them no more in the name of the Lord. You will see them no more. You will see them no more. Whatever it is that has seemed so stubborn in your life, that has seemed so stubborn in the life of your child, in the life of your children, that is so, so stubborn in the life of your family members. Oh, no more, no more, no more. It's a personal heart cry. I've had enough. No more. No more, no more, no more debt, no more guilt, no more poverty, no more sickness, no more in the name that's above all names. 
no more in the name that's of Lord Jesus Christ turn it around for your sake oh God in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father in Jesus mighty name we pray you know there was a woman that was brought to the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus, Jesus Christ our Lord asked her he said where are those that accuse you and she said no one essentially I can see them no more I pray for you once again. It might be marital challenge that seem not to be going away. You will see it no more. Yeah. It will not be up today down tomorrow. Yeah. And most of those things that are recurrent and they don't seem to go away, that's what the you know people that do study issues with demons and whatever they call it, um, Pharaoh spirit. It will be teasing you. He will give an idea. He said, you can go and sacrifice a little bit and come back again. But I'm talking about final defeat. Amen. Talking about not showing his face again. Amen. And it is for one purpose, so that you may tell the world that God is a deliverer. Amen. So that your testimony will make your evangelization easy for you. Your tie, 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 tie your miracle unto that. That when you do this, Lord, not that I won't do it before you do it, not that I won't do it even if you don't do it, but Lord, I want to do it in an effortless and a stress free manner, preaching for you. And put a number on it 10 people, Lord, I will share this personally with so that they can come to know you. We're going to pray it more, one more time. Everything that has dogged our lives. And some of them are ancestral. Some of them have not shown their faces yet. They may show you their faces in your life as time goes on. But one thing is sure, say no more to them right now. And as you say that no more, they will never show up again in Jesus' name. Let me move to number two prayer because of our time. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. Isaiah 10 27. Hallelujah. We read that before, it shall come to pass in that day that his body will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Many of you are researching into your background already. Many are traveling. Many are planning. By the special grace of God, that yoke ancestral shall be broken. The one you picked up as you were growing up in your life you know, sometimes either due to an error of yours or maybe not due to the fault of yours, all those bodies shall be lifted from our lives. Now, please don't scoff at being free. Don't have any other agenda. The only agenda today is that I want to be free completely. I'm going to take that Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 and we're going to pray it into our lives in usual confessional manner and say, Father... In the name of Jesus, I declare your word that everybody shall be taken away from my shoulder and the yoke from my neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the Holy Spirit anointing 
that is in the house today, lift up your voice. Mention them one by one. Lord, let the body be taken away. It might be an oppressive person in your work. It might be an oppressive person in your career. Let the yoke be taken away. The body be lifted. Whatever has been oppressing you, it might be a relationship that is causing oppression for you. It can be a sickness that is causing oppression for you. We are in the house of the Lord because upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. In this place, this month of the Holy Spirit fire, let the burden be removed, O God. Pray for your neighbor, pray for your friend, pray for those that are believing God for one thing or another in this room. Lord, lift the burden. Break, remove the yoke and break the yoke, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Perform it, oh Lord, our God, unto the praise and glory of your holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship and adore you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. May the yoke be broken in your life after the burden has been lifted. I showed you that diagram a few months back, you remember? That a, 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 an animal that is yoked must be pulling a burden. You agree with me? You don't put a yoke just for fun. It's not a decoration. It's not a necklace. It's for pulling something. Now, if you uncouple that yoke from the burden, and you still, sorry, if you uncouple yes, the yoke from the burden that is pulling, the load that is pulling, and you still leave the yoke there, what is the tendency of what will happen? Another burden will still come and be joined unto it. Amen. That is why some people, you have temporary relief. We don't need temporary We need the yoke to be broken. May the yoke be broken. In this city, may the yoke of unbelief be broken. We don't want temporary solutions. We want permanent solutions. We don't want up today, down tomorrow. But God of heaven and earth is able to do it. So I want us to pray those three prayers in quick succession. And we will declare it. I say in the name of Jesus. Let everybody in our lives be removed right now. We are relieved of all our burdens in the name of Jesus. Come and pray that for 30 seconds. In the name of Jesus, by your own confession, I pray every burden, every ungodly burden holding me down be removed in the name of Jesus. We've talked about the burden of sickness. We talk about the burden of poverty. We talk about the burden of fruitlessness, not progressing where I should progress. That burden be removed right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You will say, in the name of Jesus, let every yoke be broken right now and be removed from my neck so that I shall never be burdened again. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices. Lord, let the yoke be removed from our neck as a church, as a people. We pray for one another. Lord, as many as are easily going into one trouble or another. They leave one trouble and they think it's all over. Another trouble comes because they naturally attract burdens. They naturally attract oppression. Naturally attract oppression. Let the yoke be broken today. Let the yoke be removed today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
you will then say, let the yoke be destroyed. So you say in the name of Jesus, the yoke that has been removed, let them be destroyed. The yoke of unbelief, the yoke of lack of faith, the yoke of doubt, let them be broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, all those things, they attract burdens. They attract burdens. They attract burdens. The yoke of idolatry that has been in our generations. The burdens are the sickness. The burdens are the fruitlessness. But the yoke are these ancient issues that attract them. Let the yoke be broken. The yoke of ancestral idolatry that is still hanging on our neck, attracting problems. Let them be destroyed completely in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jesus Christ said something. He said, my house shall be called the house of... Shall be called the house of... It's not the house of preaching, no. No matter where you preach. Prayer must be offered in the house of God. And prayers that are answered must be offered. So today, because he says his house shall be called the answer of prayer, and he says that while you are still speaking, I will answer you. Have that confidence that every prayer you are praying, there will be an answer. There must be an answer. This what he has given this building for. This building is given unto us so that we can come in here and do what? And do what? It's a house of prayer. And pray we must. You will pray this last prayer point. That's from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 23. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore to our fathers. So he brought us out from there and the plan is to bring us into here. From there to here. You have come out of the world, but you have not reached your destination yet. And your ordained destiny you will reach in the name of Jesus. Because your story must impart at least 1,000 lives. Yet it must, it must. People must be able to say, people say that along our life we we actually influence about 11,000 people. Most of those influences are bad influences. Yes, about 11,000 throughout your life. People that you come across, I start the way the person dresses, and later on they start dressing like you. From mundane to the profound. But from now on, make up your mind that this one life you have, after you are long gone and be with the Lord, many will still be referring to the great influence that your life has made in their own life. So we will pray. Lord, you have brought me out. Please take me in. There's a place of rest. There's a place of rest. There's a place of rest. Let's pray to our confidence. I say, Father, your word say, you brought us out from there that you might bring us here. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I'm out of there. Out of bondage. Out of shackles. Out of yoke. But Lord, Take me into the place that you have planned and ordained for me. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices right now. From come and rest, he said. From there to here. 
from the place you are coming out from lord lead me into the place that you are planned and proposed for me oh god let my story not end in the middle let there be a wonderful completion unto my story let there be a transformation in my life unto the praise and glory of your holy name yes lord yes lord yes lord yes lord do it father bring your prayer to a close in jesus mighty name we pray father i ask that as you have sent your word unto us this season inviting us from labor to rest from burden unto lightness from our on our necks by your outstretched hand and by the power of the holy spirit bring everyone out into their place of destiny in the name of the lord jesus let yoke of sickness be broken let yoke of lack of achievement be broken let yoke of strife in marriage be broken in the name of Jesus. Poverty will break your hold on our lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we shall bear fruit for you. We shall live righteously before you. We shall live in a manner that we glorify your name. And we shall return all the glory to you. Lord, your word has gone forth. I stand in your holy name. Let not one of these words spoken return void without achieving that which they are sent out to do. And I'm believing from next week's testimony we fill this house. And Jesus Christ will be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please let's have a seat. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.